big little shiny marbles all over the place that weren't moving, of course. Or you could look at it like tempered glass broken in the sunshine because it was just little shiny dots everywhere. And it was covering approximately about a 10 by 27 foot area. Bridge says crews were called to the area at around 5 o'clock this evening after a chemist spotted the shiny liquid. He says it's now being cleaned up by a contractor and no one was hurt, but the mystery remains. North Shore Rescue says a hiker from Seattle who got lost on Cypress Mountain today has been retrieved, tired, and uninjured. Surge manager Doug Pope says while the weather might be warm, conditions on the mountain are still treacherous. The difficulty right now is that there's still snow up there, so people are going up there thinking it's summer up there, but it's not. There's still snow covering some of the trails, and they're getting off trail because the trail's obscured by snow still. And slips and falls in on steep snow is still quite a danger up there. Pope says the man called for help at around 5 after spending several hours lost and that crews are, have walked him out. He says the hiker was using Google Maps on his phone to navigate, something he says can both get you lost and leave you stranded if you run your battery down. A body was found in North Vancouver earlier this morning, and the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team is investigating. It's said a body was found in shallow waters under Lynn Creek's train bridge. Sergeant Doug Trousdale with North Vancouver RCMP confirms IHIT has taken over the case, but few details are being released. IHIT says they're investigating a suspicious death, but no other details have been given. Children's Minister Stephanie Kidu says it's time to put an end to Victoria's controversial tent city. She's urging the government to close the camp as it poses substantial and unnecessary risk to youth and children. It continues to be a place that attracts youth and it's not appropriate, it's not safe uh, and we need to see an end to it. She adds the tent city is only getting more dangerous. In a letter sent to the Citizen Services Minister back in January, Kadu urged him to pursue a court injunction to close the camp. She added that as many as 10 children and youth have been found living or frequenting the site. Broken bones, concussions, internal bleeding, organ damage, and head and spine injuries. Tiffany Akins with Vancouver Coastal Health is reminding mountain bikers to stay safe as the season gets started. She says last summer, 100 bikers were in need of major emergency surgery. 58% of the most serious injuries in all of BC happened in Whistler. So as the town prepares for what's expected to be a record-breaking tourism season this summer, Akins says mountain bikers need to think about their safety. I know you've heard it all before, but slow down. The faster you ride, the worse the injuries can be. Bookings at local hotels for the summer months are already quickly outpacing last year's numbers. Aiken says people, people this summer should not end with them in the hospital. A Houston neighborhood was on lockdown for several hours during a deadly shooting rampage today. Police say two people are dead, including the gunman, and six others have been shot. Police say the suspect shot at nearby homes and a police helicopter hovering above, hitting it five times. Police are still searching for a motive. Officers also shot another man who was on the scene carrying a gun, but right now it's unclear what role he played. He is at an area hospital expected to survive, and investigators are hoping he may be able to provide some answers. Philip Mena, ABC News, Houston. There's a new official awareness day in B.C. CKNW's Estefania Duran has more. Minister of Agriculture Norm Letnick has officially designated May 29th as Honeybee Day. He says the day is important because it serves as a reminder of the role pollinators play. Letnick explains there's a lot of ways people can help, including the government. The government uh, wants to continue to promote good, uh, healthy practices uh, by British Columbians, 
for supporting our pollinators uh, throughout the province. He says BC has approximately $470 million worth of agri-foods that rely on pollination. Letnik says people may not realize it, but supporting honeybees is a way of ensuring food security in the province. Estefania Duranio, Stock 980, CKNW, Vancouver. CKNW News Time 904, now the latest AM730 traffic on CKNW with Dave Cannon. Well, good evening. We'll start off in North Vancouver with an accident on Lonsdale. Northbound, just north of the upper levels. Northbound traffic completely blocked off. The Patella Bridge remains closed until 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. Use the Portman Bridge or Alex Fraser as your alternative. Out in the Port Coquitlam area, Elgin closed between Shaughnessy and Mary Hill Road for filming till 10 o'clock tonight. And in Vancouver, there's water and sewer upgrades happening on Burrard between Davie Street and 16th Avenue. For the most up-to-date traffic, go to AM730 All Traffic All the Time. I'm Dave Cannon. Now the sports and news talk 980 CKNW. In Major League Baseball, the Red Sox beat the Blue Jays 5-3 after going into extra innings. Meanwhile, the Twins beat the Mariners 5-4. The Nationals beat the Cardinals 10-2. The Oakland A's beat the Detroit Tigers 4-2. The Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Padres 6-3. In Major League Soccer, New York City FC tied Orlando City 2-2. In the Indy 500, rookie driver Alexander Rossi was running on fumes when he took the checkered flag at the 100th running of the race, running out of fuel shortly after crossing the line. Now the Global Sky Tracker weather on CKNW. Tonight a few clouds, some fog overnight, a low of 10 degrees. Tomorrow mainly sunny, that fog burning off in the morning with a high of 18 up to 22 degrees further into the valley. Later tomorrow evening clear, but the fog does come back, a low of 11. Tuesday sunny with a high of 21. That continues into Thursday where you'll eventually see cloudy with a chance of showers, also a high of 21. In Maple Ridge it's 16 degrees and partly cloudy. Outside CKNW Pacific Center it's 14 degrees. CKNW News Time 906. I'm John Hall. Welcome back. You are listening to the second hour of the Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. I am Maureen McGrath. I'm a registered nurse. I'm a blogger, soon to relaunch my blog under a new name. Just wait and see about that. I also present quite a bit. And uh, I've written a book. And last week I uh, awarded some books to some people who phoned in. But the books actually weren't ready. I, I had premature ejaculation. Anyway, women ejaculate a little bit sometimes too, you know. Uh, put the kids to bed. Don't forget that. I hope they're in bed by now for crying out loud. Um, but uh, I did promise some books to you. But what I failed to tell you is that I didn't actually pick up the books till Wednesday afternoon. And then I was quite busy up until yesterday. So I will be sending those books out to you. This week, I have all of your names and your addresses, even though I promised myself I was going to make people pick things up. But, you know, anyway, uh, I love this email that I just got. Good evening, Maureen. Didn't If you were listening to the first hour of the show, it, uh, then you may have heard this caller. But if you didn't, I had a, a caller asking me about another sex therapist. So it's, this, this email says... Didn't that seem, dear Maureen, didn't that seem offensive to you that that woman called in to ask you the name of that other sex therapist, Dr. Ruth Westheimer? Keep up the good work, Jan. Thank you, Jan. That's so nice of you. You know, kind of crossed my mind. Whatever. You can't please all the people all the time, and people are going to have their favorites, and uh, I'm just doing the best I can, struggling on this gravel road of life. But uh, And I've also been struggling with something else. But the other thing I wanted to say, if anyone wants uh, a book, I'm happy to send you one along with everyone else. You might as well call in now, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. 
my book called Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other. I have a whole host of friends who are telling me that that's not true. But anyway, I think it would be nice. I think it's always nice when that happens. Uh, But I definitely think that sex and health are tied. And in order for you to be uh, have a great sex life, you need to be healthy. And I try to live in that way as best as I can. Uh, So anyway, I have Len on the line. That was fast, Len. Hello, Len. How about that? How about that, Len? How are you? Premature. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Do you have that premature ejaculation, which is common to a lot of guys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> you want honesty in the show, right? Absolutely. I only like authenticity, being genuine. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd honestly love one of your books. Okay. Fantastic. You got it, baby. Okay, baby. All right. I'll send it out and give it to, uh, give, just give your address to Sabrina. Oh, you'll send it out. That's awesome. Oh, would you rather pick it up? See what a loser no, I am. I'd rather stay away from the parking downtown Vancouver. <laughs> All right, I'll send it out. Okay. Thanks. All right, leave your address there. Thanks for the call, Len. Okay, as you know, I do try and live a healthy lifestyle, and uh, although today it was a complete failure, but every now and again you have to indulge yourself. But uh, when I've taken on person, some personal training, and I fortunately I have had the great services of Sean Seal of Upside Strength. He has been helping me to build up my upper body strength so I can take on all these mean people in life. Um, And, you know, I saw this. There are are some bizarre things, and they've happened to me, bizarre things that happen when you get more exercise. And I've noticed all of these. So Sean's here to discuss that. So what's happening to my body? What are some of these bizarre things that are going on? (laughs) Hey, Marie, nice to be here with you. Great Uh, to have you in the studio. Yeah, so so one of the first things... uh, uh, to know is that your muscles actually uh, get damaged through exercise. Damaged? And, yes. Is that why, I mean, I love the feeling, but is that why they hurt after you've lifted 300 pounds? Yes. <laughs> Bench pressed, <laughs> like <Yes>. me. <laughs> Be um, afraid of me. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> and then uh, it takes, it takes uh, the, the recovery process, that's when you actually grow your your muscles. So when you're exercising, you're actually breaking down muscle fibers. Mm-hmm. And then as you recover uh, through the soreness and, and then through the following days, you rebuild more muscle. Uh, think about when you break mm. a bone, uh, when it rebuilds, it rebuilds just a little bit bigger oh. around the fracture, right? Uh, and, and that's kind of how muscle uh, grows. And that's time. why you actually look bulkier and bigger because you've got larger, actually have larger muscles after the tear. So I gather it's filled in with more muscle fiber? It is, but not right away. This process takes a lot of time. It takes weeks to happen. Okay. Uh, now, uh, relating to what you just said, when you are exercising in the gym, your muscles do swell up. You, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've noticed that. Absolutely. Uh, and that's due to plasma uh, accumulation in the, in the muscles that you've used. Mm-hmm. That's only temporary, though. Okay. Uh, that goes away after about two hours. That's another bizarre thing that happens. Oh, so if you want to look good for something, you might want to work out two hours before, or yeah. maybe an hour an, before. Yeah, that, an hour, quick shower, get out there, stand up, done. That would work. <laughs> Do, just don't hang out for too long. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Leave them wanting. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do anyway. Now, this is bizarre. Uh, things can speed up in the gut. Yes, they do as well. Uh, so the the... When you exercise, it changes 
the way your uh, your your food gets digested, mm-hmm. and you actually digest foods faster. When and you so people more. might notice when I and I really don't like to go you know down and dirty there. Well, I actually do, but uh, no, get gross. Uh, people can have more frequent bowel movements, right? Mm-hmm. They can, yeah. And but that's actually a healthy thing, and that's a good thing. It is, yeah. yeah. So that you might your digestion might change, which is a very and so many people complain about constipation. <laughs> They need to eat more fiber, uh, yes. more vegetables. And they have to have more exercise because <laughs> that, that'll that help, help well. getting things go through and drink more water. Yeah. Have maybe some all-brand buds, which has 12 and a half grams of psyllium fiber. No, I have no stock in that company. And that's the half, 12 and a half grams is half the amount women need in it for a daily requirement, and it's a third of what men need. So it works like a charm. Hmm. And uh, so I find so many patients in my clinical practice are constipated one way or the other anyway, but uh, it's it's never good. So this one, I definitely noticed that this changed yeah. your brain. I mean, I'm blonde. It's a struggle. I have to admit <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I'm like, I quite don't quite get things sometimes, but the brain starts functioning differently when you exercise. It does. Uh, blood flow increases uh, all around your body and to the brain. And that changes the way uh, certain, you know, genes function. Uh, sorry, turn turn on or off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can, that definitely affects the way you, your brain works. And over time, you're going to feel, uh, you you're gonna, might feel more energized. You feel more, you know, present, uh, have more mental clarity when you're doing things uh, due to exercising more. You, you just feel so much better. And in all honesty, I want to thank you so much because I really think that I needed that bl- bl- blood flow to the brain yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Really helped me deliver my TEDx Stanley Park talk. I'm glad this helped. Yeah. yeah, no, I had much more clarity. I was actually to, able to deliver it and say it and land some jokes on people and they actually got them, which is good. You know, I've been an MC at like an event where there were like 800 South Asian men and nobody laughed. (laughs) Nothing. They didn't laugh at at all. And then there was like a few other people in the audience and they were just like, we get your jokes. We understand them, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so I've certainly uh, failed miserably in the past. And also, this is a big one, and this drives me crazy, I have to say. You burn more calories, so you get hungry more often, and that's the you thing. Do. I don't you like do. that feeling of being hunger, hungry, and when i hungry for food anyway, but I like the other one, but uh, <laughs> when you, you're get, you get hungrier, and what can you do about that? There's nothing besides eat cupcakes and cinnamon <laughs> buns, and uh, the best fish and chips in the world is at the beach house in West Vancouver. But anyway, and, and eat those as well. Nobody would think that to order those over there. But anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, the, the best thing you can do, I think, is to have food prepared. I think you so. Know, that's that's the one of the best things that I recom- re- recommend all my clients to beat a, a busy schedule mm-hmm. is to prep one or two meals ahead of time. Exactly. And especially if, if you're going to be tight for time, coming home from the gym in the evening, if your dinner's ready and you just have to warm it up and mm-hmm. you have, uh, you know, whatever whole foods you have in the house, a piece of meat, some vegetables, uh, some some p- sweet potatoes, some rice, something like this. Exactly. A big salad. Healthy and, foods. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. and just, just try to eat that instead of going out and... And, and buying food that you wouldn't otherwise want to eat. Processed foods are yes. like, you know, like you could be really hungry and then I might go for ring dings or something like that. <laughs> and uh, and you think, yes, I want those ring dings or devil dogs or Twinkies or something like that. And uh, But then I will realize, you know what, no, just have a salad. 
yeah. you will feel just as good. Like I, sometimes I can get starving mm-hmm. and and then you realize, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. I've got to have something right away. And, and you, you will get filled up with ring dings, especially if you eat eight or nine of them. But um, then <laughs> but then if you go, I'm just going to have a salad with a little dressing on the side, you know, just a teaspoon of dressing and that will, and some protein, some chicken, that's yeah. just as good. Now this one, I, I was just um, <laughs> blown away. <laughs> blown away. Amazing. Unbelievable what's <laughs> happened to me since I've been working out. My sex drive, which is already in overdrive, <laughs> I host a sex show, <laughs> got a major boost. Like, yeah. what is up with that? Well, I know what was up with that. <laughs> but you tell me. <laughs> uh, so going back to the, the third point that we touched on, um, your blood flow increases Love all over your flow. body. Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't stop at the brain and the muscles. It mm-hmm. goes it goes all the way down, uh, and I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> well, blood flow increases to your genitalia yes. as well. You know, the other thing because uh, clitoral blood flow is important for women, and the, the clitoris actually enlarges as women age from when they go from adolescence into adulthood. So, but that uh, increased blood flow allows your erectile tissue to fill with blood and that can, in, uh, that can increase sexual arousal. Yeah. Uh, so good circulation. I'm always saying sex is about blood flow and, mm-hmm. and that is just so important and that's that health component to it. So, you know, if you're listening to the show and if that's not doing it for you... <laughs> If you're going to work and you're just not able to masturbate enough at the water uh, cooler, then (laughs) you got to go to the gym because that is definitely going to get your sex drive up. And also, there's mostly men, mostly half-naked men at the gym looking at themselves in the mirror, mind you, so you don't really want any of them, but no. (laughs) A bunch of narcissists there. No, but seriously, it's all men at the gym. So for women who want to meet somebody, go to the flipping gym and meet somebody. That would work. You can't say there's no men in Vancouver. They may not be out doors in Vancouver. They are in the gym. So if you want to have better sex, a better brain, better food, (laughs) um, you know, better bowel movements, three B's. What could be better than that? (laughs) Exercise. So how do people get in touch with you? What's great about you too is that I'm a really busy person. And so you've been Mm -hmm. like uh, a virtual personal trainer for me. So you, you send me exercises, you send me videos, you send me the links, you know, I do my homework, I do what I'm supposed to, I'm told. Or you meet me in person, and so both of them are great. We work indoors and outdoors, everything. It's all So it's all working just fine, my friend. So how can other people benefit from you? Uh, yes, yeah, so you can find me on my website, UpsideStrength.com. Uh, easily find me on Twitter as well, at Sean Seal. That's S-E-A-N-S-E-A-L-E. And uh, feel free to hit me up on uh, on Facebook as well. Excellent. And you write a blog as well? So Absolutely, yeah. I Every imagine yeah. we'll be reading about me and my sex drive tomorrow. Anyway, thanks, Sean, so <laughs> thanks, much Maureen. for coming into the studio. When I come back, I'm going to get to that ejaculation. It's a bit delayed. I know. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to a show about sex. (laughs) And uh, you've been waiting a long time to hear about delayed ejaculation. This is what it's like for people when it takes such a long time. It never comes. Delayed ejaculation is sometimes called impaired ejaculation, and it's a condition where it takes an extended period of sexual stimulation for a man to reach sexual climax and ejaculate or release semen from the penis. 
some men with delayed ejaculation are unable to ejaculate at all. So this is either a temporary or a lifelong condition. There are many causes of delayed ejaculation, which include, of course, chronic health conditions, because what have you learned from me? Sex is related to health. Also, surgery may cause this, prostate surgery, bladder surgery, anything where we're down there fiddling too much. (laughs) And medications may cause it as well. And of course, like anything else, treatment, (laughs) treatment, are you fiddling? Anyway, treatment. I was asked that by Jeff O'Neill. He said, when was the last time you diddled yourself? (laughs) I said, just before I came in here, I was running down West Georgia with a womanizer in my pocket. I'm a sex worker crying out loud. (laughs) Anyway, I've been asked that twice. No, no, that wasn't. No, just that one, just once, Jeff O'Neill. I was asked something else by Louise Uaku. She was amazing as well. Anyway, It is actually a normal condition that some men have delayed ejaculation from time to time. So it's only a problem for you if you are bothered by it or it causes stress for you or your partner. Uh, Now, some people, amazingly enough, intentionally have delayed ejaculation. I had this one couple in my clinical practice where she couldn't experience orgasm and... (laughs) And I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing at the people here at the studio. Um, they, she couldn't experience orgasm. And so she came in because she said, my boyfriend really wants me to be able to experience orgasm. I'm like, well, do you want to experience orgasm? Because it really doesn't have that much to do with him. And so she said she did. And he, they were having sex for four hours at a time. And he was holding off on ejaculating until she could experience orgasm. Anyway, she came to me, prescribed the womanizer. It was all done. Um, but some men with delayed ejaculation need 30 minutes or more of sexual stimulation to have an orgasm and ejaculate. And they, they may need an hour. Uh, and as I said, an ejaculation can occur as well. Uh, But there's no specific time that indicates the diagnosis of delayed ejaculation. It's really about the bother or the frustration or the distress that is causing you in your sex life. And, And a lot of people have to stop having sex because they are exhausted from this, from all this sexual stimuli. And it can cause physical irritation, of course. So you might get some bleeding. Um, and also you may, experience a loss of erection because of that frustration and because of the, sort of that giving up and losing that psychological arousal. So often a man may have difficulty reaching orgasm during sexual intercourse or other erotic stimulation or other sexual activities with a partner. And some men can only ejaculate, and this might be you, can only ejaculate when masturbating. And as I said, you're all masturbating at work, so that's probably why you all want to go to work, perhaps, if you have this condition. (laughs) Anyway, delayed orgasm is divided into two types based on the symptoms. There's the lifelong versus the acquired. So lifelong delayed ejaculation, the problem is present from the time a male reaches sexual maturity. And then acquired delayed ejaculation occurs after a period of normal sexual functioning function or normal ability to ejaculate. Generalized versus situational. So you're either lifelong or or situational, one or the other. You can have some that can have like generalized and acquired. Um, But generalized delayed ejaculation 
isn't limited to certain sex partners or certain kinds of stimulation, whereas situational is, and that only occurs under certain circumstances. And uh, so you may have, like, say you're having an affair, <laughs> which I'm sure none of you ever have, but say you're ha- you have a wife and then you have a, a girlfriend, um, so you might experience delayed ejaculation with one or the other. Generally, it's the wife because you've got some other things going on. So it may be a situational situation or it can happen with the girlfriend as well because you can feel so much guilt and so much stress about it and wondering if you're going to get caught, especially if you're actually having sex in the office, which is what a a couple, uh, somebody came to me uh, because she said that her partner that she was having an affair with wasn't able to ejaculate, but they were actually having sex in the office that he shared with somebody else. And I'm like, well, I bet he's worried that his partner is going to walk in on on you too. Uh, but she didn't think so. So there are certain situations that may bring this on or not, pun intended. Uh, but the, the categories, so the lifelong versus acquired and the generalized versus situational, they are helpful in the diagnosis. So they will help find the underlying lying cause and determine the most effective treatment. So you should really go to your doctor if you have delayed ejaculation that is causing you distress. And that's a great place to start. Or you can just listen to my show here. Um, but if it's an issue for you or your partner, no, just listening to my show is not enough, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm being completely serious with that. You should go to your doctor and speak to them about that. Um, but if you have another health problem as well that may be linked to delayed ejaculation or you take medications that could be causing the problems, you have other symptoms along with delayed ejaculation that may or may not seem related. So you just never know if they are, are related. Some of the physical causes of uh, delayed ejaculation are certain birth defects affecting the male reproductive system, infections and a urinary tract infection, prostate surgery maybe transurethral resection of the prostate or a TURP, neurological diseases, diabetic neuropathy, stroke, damage to the spinal cord, hormone-related conditions like thyroid disorders, retrograde ejaculation, which is a condition where the semen goes backward into the bladder rather than out of the penis, depression, anxiety, poor body image, cultural or religious taboos, differences between the reality of sex with a partner and sexual fantasies. These are all causes of, um, of delayed ejaculations. Of course, some medications like antidepressants, uh, hypertension meds, diuretics, they can all cause it. Anyway, so that's delayed ejaculation. We whipped through that pretty quickly. And when I come back, I'm going to talk to you about your emails. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. A Vancouver hazmat crew has a mystery on its hands after cleaning up a boat, a cup of liquid mercury in English Bay. They received the call just after 5 this evening. It's not known how the mercury, about 200 thermometers worth, got there. The mercury has since been cleaned up and nobody was injured. A Washington hiker is safe after getting lost on Cypress Mountain earlier tonight. The Seattle man called for help shortly after 5. North Shore Rescue's Doug Pope says the man had been wandering for several hours in the bush and was using Google Maps to navigate. Crews found him at the edge of a steep cliff and walked him out uninjured. The Integrated Homicide Investigation Team has taken over a case after a body was found in Lynn Canyon this morning. North Vancouver RCMP had confirmed there was a suspicious set of circumstances this morning after reports of a body was found in shallow waters near the train tracks. I will only say the death is suspicious and it's early in the investigation. 
Toronto police are looking for a suspect after a cat shooting incident. Investigators say a woman arrived home early this morning to find three bullet holes in her front door. When she went out inside, she found her cat had been wounded in the abdomen. The feline was rushed to a veterinary clinic, but according to local reports, has since died. The body of a Quebec man who vanished while on a hike in New Hampshire has been found. Francois Carrier of Drummondville was reported missing on May 12th when he didn't return from a hiking trip in the Mount Washington area. An autopsy is taking place to determine the cause of death. CKNW News Time 931. Now the latest AM730 traffic with Caitlin Osansky. Good evening. Currently stall and accident free along the major routes around Metro Vancouver. Watch your speed. There's a radar in Vancouver, Granville southbound at 57th. The Patello Bridge is closed until tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Use the Portman Bridge or the Alex Fraser as an alternate route. In Port Coquitlam, filming continues. Algon closed between Shaughnessy and Mary Hill Road. That's ongoing until 10 o'clock. And there is road work in Vancouver. Camby, just north of King Ed, the southbound right lane is closed and that is ongoing until the end of the year. For the most up-to-date traffic information, go to AM730. All traffic all the time. I'm Caitlin Osansky. Now the Global Sky Tracker weather tonight. A few clouds, some fog overnight, a low of 10 degrees. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, that fog burning off. A high of 18, up to 22 degrees further in the valley. In Maple Ridge, it's 13 degrees and partly cloudy. Outside CKNW Pacific Center, it's 13 degrees. CKNW News Time 932, I'm John Hall. Welcome back. We are coming into the home stretch of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. How many times have I said that? This is what this show is about. Hopefully you get that as well. And I'm going to try to beef up that relationship section of it because that is so important. And I do get some feedback, constructive criticism, if you will, uh, although, you know, I completely breaks me down and I knocks me off my game. No, I'm just kidding. I do appreciate it. I love your feedback and uh, I love uh, hearing from you as to how I can improve this show. So anytime, email me, sextalk at cknw.com or you can email me at nursetalk at hotmail.com. That's sextalk at cknw.com. You can always call me with any questions you have about love, life, relationships, sex, health, or anything. I don't mind. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can even call me (laughs) if you want a book, Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other. (laughs) Uh, So give me a call if you like, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I had I received a an amazing email actually just today from somebody and uh I was really surprised at uh at this particular email because um it it was really so much about the work that I do whether it be in my clinical practice where I practice in Vancouver and I also practice in North Vancouver Um, I'm at 6602 Main Street in Vancouver and on Lonsdale in North Vancouver. And then I do a lot of presentations. I I present really around the province and in some other parts of the country at times. And so I'm, I'm always talking about all of the subjects that are contained within this one particular email that I received. And, uh, so I wanted to read this email to you. 
and it's a bit of a long one, but uh, some of you might be able to relate to this as well. This morning I was on the Jill Bennett Show, and I talked about perfectionism, and I had Elizabeth Lombardo on earlier on this show. She's the author of Better Than Perfect, Seven Strategies to Crush Your Inner Critic. I I really need that uh, this weekend. But... um, uh, and you might you might as well, but I talked about the dishwasher test and and she did also, and I talked about that with Jill and this is one uh instance this is I hear this so often from couples in my clinical practice of how one loads the dishwasher in a particular way, and you know what anyone doing housework, I love you, <laughs> so you're doing housework, you're putting the dishes in the dishwasher. Uh, obviously I'm not one to take out the, I'm not that type. Um, but it's fantastic. Somebody's loading the dishwasher, but other people may unload the dishwasher, put the dishes back in and be angry along the way, you know, yelling at the other person, like, uh, you never do the dishes right. And I, this is the way that it's supposed to be done. And, and they take them out and they put them back in and it's cause for, uh, a, lots of angst within the relationship and, and, you know, it can emptying the dishwasher or loading the dishwasher. Those are like things that happen at the beginning of the day, maybe, or the end of the day. And they can really set the day's tone or set the night's tone. And I, and I often say, if you want to have sex, don't rearrange the dishwasher. <laughs> like it just seems, but people can't help themselves. And they, and this is one sign of perfectionists that perfectionists think, that there is only one way to do something and it's their way. And so they have these rules for themselves and they have these rules for other people, especially somebody that they're in a relationship with. And that makes the other person feel badly and it causes a lot of grief and strife and stress. So here's this email that I received. Dear Maureen, I'm a frequent listener of the CKNW radio station, but obviously not one of my show and you'll, you'll hear why. And, and on, And on the Sunday morning, Jill Bennett show heard you speak. You spoke about a topic I can relate to as this happened to me. The woman I was married to suffered from this idiosyncrasy. Anytime I would load the dishwasher, she would rearrange the load. She would tell me that I didn't know how to load the dishwasher. Needless to say, this was very annoying as I never had a problem before I met her. I was married before I met her and loaded the dishwasher for over 28 years. The dishes always came out squeaky clean. (laughs) On another note, our sex life was strained to say the least. Whenever I wanted to get intimate with her, there were always preconditions. She was a lot younger than myself and always concerned about getting pregnant, even in her early 50s. So having intercourse without protection was always an issue. You may ask why didn't either one of you have a vasectomy or a tubal ligation? The answer, it never came up. No pun intended. She also would not let me insert my tongue into her mouth. She would say, (laughs) sorry, no, no snail, please. (laughs) I'm sorry. She was a very demanding person, always wanted to spend money and change the decor. 
<laughs> she didn't want to put snail wallpaper up there, though. I met her at the same place where we both were employed, and I was smitten the first time I saw her. After dating for a period of time, decided on cohabitation. After a number of years of living together, we decided to get married. Not my choice, but hers. Part of this package was her three-year-old daughter from her previous marriage. Because I was in love with her, I agreed to this relationship. This arrangement became strained as I had to deal with her ex-husband. He was the biological father and would be at my door constantly and pick up the child. I understand that a parent has the right to reasonable access, but he was far from reasonable. Court-ordered child support was intermittent and basically ceased eventually. As the years went by, everything worked out fine. I loved the little guy like my own, girl like my own. <laughs> I had already raised my own kids who were adults and were on their own. It's been almost seven years since she came home one night and said she didn't want to be married any longer. I had served my purpose being a father to her child and provider to both. Anyway, I can rant on, but it really has no relativity to the topics that are part of your program. I just wanted to pass on the first part of the message. Are you kidding me, John? It's completely relevant to my program. I have Charles on, and apparently he wants to talk about orgasm. Hello, Charles. Well, hello. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> uh, relatively all right. Um, I am curious to know. I, I have ex- witnessed a few times over the course of many years uh, female ejaculate. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're sure about that? Well, I think I, <laughs> I, do, I guess I'm asking an expert. Yes, <laughs> but it, it certainly. Um, I've you know had partners, perhaps more than one, who seem to orgasm and everything is fine. Um, but an actual ejaculate, which seems to be in the times that I've witnessed it, a clear fluid that kind of squirts, uh, uh, and it doesn't seem to be urine. <laughs> is this a, am it, I? It doesn't seem to be urine. Well, it, it isn't. You're sure. I, I don't have a lab there, but uh, right. uh, I'm pretty sure it is not. You know, urine. there can be uh, some expulsion of fluid by the paraurethral ducts through and around the female urethra during or uh, during orgasm or before an orgasm or after an orgasm. So that uh, can happen. Um, the exact source and the nature of the fluid is, is debatable uh, amongst medical professionals. But, um, you know, it's the same debate or a similar debate as whether or not there's a G-spot. So there, you know, about 35 to 50% of women report that at some point they have experienced the gushing of fluid during orgasm. Other times, though, I mean, to be quite honest with you in practical terms and in my clinical practice, we have women who come in complaining of leakage of urine. You know, it can be leakage of urine. Then they are treated with a transobturator tape, which is a surgical procedure. And then they come back and they say, I used to ejaculate and I can't anymore since my procedure. And so that confirms that they were actually leaking urine at orgasm, which is very common. So what, what's your question about it? Like, does it happen? Basically, yes. And, and um, as I say, uh, uh, quite a strong uh, 
you know, squirt, for want of a better term, mm-hmm. uh, pure-looking fluid. I don't want to. Uh, you know seems what? To me, seems you... to be very much in, in, you know, involved with an orgasm. Um, and I, I just, sorry. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, and it was then, <laughs> Charles. <laughs> A hundred percent. The yeah, women, yeah. all of the women you were with ejaculated during orgasm. Why would you ever want to even consider that it was something else at this stage? Well, that's a lovely thing to say. The hundred um, percent. I'm not so sure about that. But um, <laughs> in any case, okay, uh, it's still not a hundred percent determined. Uh, yeah, you can't really determine it unless you test it, actually. Right. You know, well, you, you'd have to test it and, you know, collect some of the urine and test it. And, you know, is that's going to kill the moment. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't yeah, suggest I so. doing that. I think you're correct about this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so that's it's not a definitive answer then. That's, that's not. Well, yeah, not not really. I mean, I can't really say to you, oh, yes, of course. Of course, I want you to believe that. You know? <laughs> um, but, you know, there's a chance that it was and there's a chance that it wasn't. Okay. Um, well, but if you, I, I would, I would guarantee in one particular instance, I would guarantee there's no such thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that it was definitely not urine, and it was more than a, a clear fluid. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, women, different women experience different levels of lubrication, and um, sure. you know there certainly can be uh, that your uh, release of fluid. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, if you feel that it was, I mean, would it matter? Well, no. no. Uh, <laughs> the stage of the game doesn't I mean, the really matter. I, the first time I saw this, I was I was kind of shocked and dismayed, and maybe uh, you know concerned that it was just urine, and that would not be terrible, but not you know, mm-hmm. but not. Uh, but when um, and, and it, the other thing was, it seemed like two streams of this clear fluid. Anyhow, well, um, I would say you two were very close. <laughs> <laughs> that you could differentiate no, no, one stream no from the other. Yeah. <laughs> no complaining. No complaining. But, uh, the phone boards are lighting up. They want to know Charles. No. <laughs> oh, God. I better my real name and phone number. I'm okay. kidding. No. <laughs> Not your real name. I know that. No. <laughs> Not his real name. Nonetheless, thank you for the call. It was a great question. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you almost cleared it up, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it was ejaculate, Charles. Remember that. There you go. That's right. right. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Take, take care. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, so, uh, as you heard it, there's another. That's always another subject. Uh, female ejaculation. People are always wondering about that and the G spot. Um, whatever. Whatever you believe is true. Uh, I'm going to address that email that I uh, that has no relativity to my show. When I come back, I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. You are the apple of my life. Welcome back. Maureen McGrath here who's decided to sing once again. <laughs> Not sure why. I was at a presentation recently where they said uh, they'd heard me on the radio and they were like, we thought you were going to sing. I said, I'm losing my voice. I actually had no voice this morning, but it is back. Uh, So I read an email. If you're just joining me now, I read an email about a man who had all sorts of issues around uh, 
relationships and he was with a woman. He felt he was being used because uh, she had a child and he was the provider and she had all sorts of excuses as to why she didn't want to have sex with him, it sounds like. And, you know, these are common issues. And it's, it, was, it was pretty much, uh, without with missing a few little tidbits that I discussed as well, but it was very close to the TEDx talk that I gave yesterday um, a, along the lines of low sexual desire and why women uh, experience low sexual desire. What are some of the reasons? The women are exhausted. We're doing all the housework, supposedly. Um, there's, you know, we, we women are educated quite differently about sex. They're not educated about pleasure. In fact, there's this whole fear-based education about uh, you'll get a sexually transmitted infection, you'll get pregnant, you'll, you, sex is overrated, nobody ever talks about pleasure. And, and so women look perhaps to somebody who can maybe provide for them or as opposed to looking for somebody that they are sexually attracted to because sex is the tie that binds in any relationship. And, and I think uh, it, it's a, the second most contentious issue in a relationship, second to finances, some men would disagree with me and say that the sex is the first. And in fact, they certainly have disagreed with me. But, um, you know, you, you can't really say this gentleman in his letter says that they got married, her idea. You know, it does take two to tango. You know, you may have married for the wrong reason or made a poor decision or made a mistake. Um, but, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And you were smitten the first time you saw her. So there are a lot of issues and they need to be worked out. But the one thing, if I've learned nothing in my life, I have learned this. We teach others how to treat us. If you are tr- being treated disrespectfully, stand up, say no, walk away. Do not put up with it by any stretch of the imagination. So... I would say, you know, when we blame other people for our problems, then, you know, we never solve the problem. And the best thing to do is to look at ourselves and um, and look uh, to our role in it. I always say that to people. Well, what's your role in it? And I'm like, are you, do you fully blame the other person? And usually people are like, yes. It's like you're never going to get the answer. Nothing's ever going to change. You're never going to figure this out. I had another email as well during the show or during the break, and here it is. Hi, Maureen. Love the show. I've had male partners since the age of 13, and I am now in my early 30s. I met a woman last year who has opened up a whole new world of erotica and sex for me. My question is, and I'm really embarrassed about this, can you please talk a little bit about vaginal health and sexually transmitted infections when it comes to lesbian sex, if that's the correct term, but I must say I am loving the lesbian sex. I will answer that question just after I talk to Rick, who's on about relationships. Hey, Rick. Hey there. How are Um, you? I was just listening to you. I'm sorry I came in late, but... You're one of my favorite shows. And, um, I, Is that because it's about sex? <laughs> I, I I listen to you because you're such a good talker. You know, <laughs> you, you have such interesting topics, and and you're on the mark most of the time. And and it's just a pleasure 
you know, it, it's you, you you don't have a uh, obnoxious voice. You you just have a very nice carriage about you. Where do uh, I send the check, Rick? <laughs> uh, I'll give you the address after. All the, right. Uh, Can you hang on one second? Because we have to yeah. go to break. Do you mind? All right. I'll go be ahead. right back, and we're going to talk to Rick. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We are wrapping up with a question from Rick about relationships and then lesbian love. I'm Maureen McGrath. Hello, Rick. Hey. Thanks for hanging there. So have you got a question? Uh, it wasn't so much a question. It was just a statement that uh, there's, in, in, a, in a relationship, there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. That's right. And, and I had a good friend who is a lawyer in Victoria who was a burgeoning practice. He he had been in law for about eight years at that time, and uh, and he met this beautiful young lady, and he fell madly head over heels in love. And three months later, three and a half months later, they moved in together in his apartment. And after six months, he couldn't get her out of his apartment; she wouldn't leave, and she refused to leave. And she had a three and a three month baby, three month old baby before he met her, mm-hmm. and uh, she stayed there for almost a year, and. He got saddled with child support for uh, for the rest of his life, and uh, he he had been. What kind told, of a lawyer was he? Not a very good one. Well, no, he thought he I'm was a kidding. smart one. <laughs> no, no. When the penis is making the decisions, there's no intelligence. No. Well, you know, the penis and FMEP. <laughs> and was that his child? No, it oh. wasn't his child. Okay, and the child's father is unknown. And, yeah, and the bottom line, you know, you know, it was just such a you know, your story about the one the, the email that was read out that yeah. people aren't happy. Doctor Hister on on CKNW years ago, <laughs> years ago made a comment. He said the best marriages are the marriages of with people that are that are in lust with each other. I I agree, and and that's. That's the bottom line. I say it's the most important aspect of a relationship. You are sexually attracted to somebody, lust after them. You have that, but the problem is there's a hormone in the brain called PEA, and it actually diminishes after about two years. And so sexual frequency diminishes as well. And that's why when people have problems with finances or kids or whatever, that also uh, will lead to low sexual desire in a sexless marriage. So it's not, that lust doesn't remain forever. And somebody else can... I don't believe that in a... I don't believe that in a minute. That lust doesn't yeah. last forever. No, you have no, to keep I don't it up. That in you have to keep it going. No, it, my 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 ex used to walk in the house and she'd look at me and she'd say, "You know, <laughs> I, I need ten minutes of your time." And I say, "What's up?" And she says, "I need a climax." And 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 that's all the problem was, you know. And then ten minutes later, she'd be happy, and and I I wouldn't be. And then the next morning, she'd be on you know on on her thing and. I'd be okay. You know, I, I better take it care of. And how long have you been married? Uh, we were married. She became a Mormon. I, I got, you know, I got screwed out of the deal. Okay. Who won there? <laughs> Lust does not last forever, my friend. Anyway, thank you so much for the call. <laughs>
All right. Lesbian love, I promised I'd answer that. Yes, I can go into it deeper next week, but certain STIs, sexually transmitted infections, such as human papillomavirus, bacterial vaginosis, or trichomoniasis can spread between women. The oral sex and sexual behavior involving digital, vaginal, or digital anal contact, especially sex toys. They use a lot of strap-ons, and you want to make sure you have good, uh, high-quality toys. So that's just the beginning of it. But uh, next week, I will delve a little bit more into that. Thank you so much for for listening, go to my website, Back to the Bedroom, when you stumble on this gravel road of love life. Make it part of your dance. I am Maureen McGrath. You can follow me on Twitter at Back the Number Two The Bedroom, and you have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.